Our gospel reading is from the sixth chapter of Luke, starting at the 27th verse. As we continue reading from that sermon on the, what's called the Sermon on the Plain or Sermon on a Level Place. So Jesus is speaking. But I say to you, that you that listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other cheek also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what is that? What credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For sinners, even sinners, do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great and your you will be children of the Most High for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O oh Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Do you remember how every episode of Mission Impossible starts? And if you're close to my age, and some of you are, <laughs> perhaps you watched that TV series about an elite, super secret, covert government unit of clever resourceful operatives. Every week their leader, James Feltz, played by Peter Graves, would receive an assignment on a small tape recorder. It always started, good morning, Mr. Phelps. And then some daunting mission would be described and the message would end. As always, should you or any of your IM force be caught or killed, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. Good luck, Jim. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. And then we'd see and hear the tape evaporate in the hissing smoke. Now, younger fans, younger fans may be more familiar with the Mission Impossible movies starring Tom Cruise that start pretty much the same way, but a little more modern technology. Movies or TV, the mission was always said to be dangerous and impossible. They were always given the option to not accept the mission. 
<laughs> but they always did. Wouldn't be much of a TV show or movie if they didn't, would it? And they entertained us with clever action-filled adventures. You know, somebody would be acting it and all of a sudden they'd peel off their face and it'd have been a rubber mask and who knew? <laughs> or they would do all kind of all kind of neat things. And it would always be to that dramatic music by Lalo Schifrin. You remember? Dum dum dot dot dum dum dot dot dum dum dot dot da da. When I was in high school, that was the every band loved to play that because the drums were tremendous and the trumpets and all that. It was fabulous. That same guy wrote the music, Dirty Harry and Bullet and a bunch of other movies, but that's the one that made his name, big time. Well, in what we read from the Sermon on the Plain. Did Jesus give us an impossible mission? Love your enemies. According to one of mine and Ronnie's favorite columnists, Rabbi Mark Gelman, it is impossible. Gelman wrote just last month, I do not know of any Christian teaching that confronts our normal human instincts more directly. What makes a person our enemy is precisely that they've done something to hurt us or, or hurt those we love. That hurt was purposeful, vicious, unrepented. If you do not hate someone who savaged your loved ones, who would you hate, the rabbi asks. And he goes on, more of a Jesus teaching is not just a command to forgive an enemy who's come to you with a sincere appeal for forgiveness and repentance. No, Jesus is teaching his followers to actually love an unrepentant enemy. It's not only, he says, not only that he can't escape this teaching, he doesn't even understand it. Well, there are a lot of Christians who, who agree with what the rabbi said. Yeah, I don't, I don't go for that either. Now, no. More recent column, <clears throat> Gilman suggested a different translation for that Greek word Jesus used, agape. You know, there, there are a number of different Greek words for love. There's philio, that, like love you have for your son or, and, uh, or your children, and there's eros, and we know all about that. And you know, <laughs> uh, there's fraternal love. They're different kind, of, but agape is a different kind of thing. Well, he suggests that the best English translation for agape is not love, but respect. We must respect our enemies and treat them with fairness and justice, okay? We must be open to forgiving our enemies when and if they are truly repentant. Mm. And then the rabbi admits that, well, fairness, justice, forgiveness are not, however, love. They're fairness, justice, and forgiveness. And the command, he says, well, the command should have been, be fair to your enemy. And then, of all things, after I'd already written all this sermon out, today he had another column where he kind of clarifies even more and deals with a different kind of difficulty in forgiving your enemies. Well, what do you think? Do you agree we really, we really can't love our enemies? We can aspire to be fair to them. Yeah, okay. Being fair to people, even enemies, that sounds like a pretty good goal, don't you think? It's certainly an application of that golden rule. Treat others like you want to be treated, right? 
Well, I don't know about you, but I think we, maybe we ought to talk about this a little bit before we go rewriting the words of Jesus. All editors ought to have a little uh, hesitancy there, don't you think? Well, consider what happens in these verses from the sixth chapter of Luke. It starts off with that troublesome command, love your enemies. Then there's some elaboration, and then there's a theological basis for the command. And just for good measure, he says it again. Verse 27 starts, love your enemies. That's not all, he adds. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And later on in one of Paul's letters, he, he knows, Paul knows this pretty well. He says, bless them and do not curse. Bless them. <laughs> well, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. This is not love as in, ooh, Valentine, I have affection for kind of be sweet on kind of love. No, this is love. This is love, the verb, the action word. Just as do good, bless, and pray. All those are action words too, not emotion words. Now the 29th verse elaborates saying, well, somebody strikes you on a cheek off or the other. The world says, they hit you, you hit them back, right? Eye for an eye, huh? But Jesus says, turn the other cheek. The command says, somebody takes your coat, let them have your shirt too. Oh, wait just a minute. It's cold out there. Anybody here, verse 30's command, you know, give to everyone who begs from you and anyone who takes your goods, don't ask for it again. You'd have a hard time riding past any of the interstate <laughs> ramps, wouldn't you? You'd have to carry a lot more change. Anybody do that? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> and then we get to one of the hardest but most important commands to follow. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Well, last week I was kind of wondering what kind of examples might there be of putting that golden rule into action, then I read a Facebook post. Perhaps you saw it too. In one of those cold downpours we had last week, a lady saw someone jump out of their parked car and pop up their umbrella and run into the building in the nice, dry, warm. And the lady that was watching saw this old guy get out of the car with his cane and work hard to get himself out. You know how some of these low cars can be. And while the driver sat in the heated, dry building with her umbrella, this old fellow was making his way in the pouring rain. And Michelle McLaughlin got her umbrella out. She jumped out of her car. She ran over and escorted that man in. Well, kept him from getting soaked so bad. I'm convinced she was doing unto others as she would like them to do for her. Don't you think? Well, the challenge, the challenge here is that you have to see other people as like ourselves. We have to be willing to put ourselves in that other person's shoes. And then we have to act. You know, Michelle had to make a quick decision to get there for that fellow. And then in, in the 35th and 36th verse of this passage, we're given, we're given a theological basis for following 
this challenging command that gets repeated, you know, love your enemies. Jesus points out that God is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. We want to be kind to people who show us some kind of gratitude. We want to be kind to good people. Oh, everybody loves so-and-so, right? But Jesus says, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Now soon we will boldly pray the Lord's Prayer, including that part that asks God to forgive us as we have forgiven others. Hmm. We are told to be merciful as God is merciful. One time I was asked to speak to a mother who she was trying to find a way to forgive her daughter. This adult child had spoken to the mother in harsh, hateful, horrible words. I would not say them. I'd not say them in my house, much less in church. The daughter had not apologized for her angry, ugly outburst. And the mother was trying to find a way to forgive her. So I told her, you will forgive your daughter. Not because she asked for forgiveness. Not because she apologized or ever will. You will forgive your daughter. Not because of who she is. You will forgive her because of who you are. We are not to let the other person's bad behavior determine what we do. We're not to live with that, these little account books, you know, keeping track of who owes me. Who can benefit me? We're called to live into generosity, respect, and equality for all. God is gracious, and God wants us to be gracious too. So we're told to love our enemies, to turn the other cheek, to forgive as we've been forgiven, not just if the person deserves it, not just if they ask or beg for forgiveness, but Jesus says we're to be merciful because God is merciful even when we don't deserve it. So, the mission Christians should you choose to accept it is to love your enemies. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Thanks be to God. So go out this week and don't say, oh, that mission's impossible. Remember who's on your team. Almighty God. So by the power of the Holy Spirit, go forth to serve your neighbor and love people you don't even like and to live in witness to God's mercy. The blessing of God, source of all life, power of all life, redeemer of all life, be with you now and always. In the name of Jesus Christ.